Where I want to begin at, I'm, I'm not, you don't have to stand for this because I'm going to exit Jesus as I go. Is that okay with you? Okay, and we're going to get back to the man that is, is, is now healed uh, as he worshiped at Jesus' feet. So I want to start at Isaiah chapter uh, 61, and I'm going to look at, begin reading that verse. Let's go to verse and I may move you back to three so be ready go back to three thank you <laughs> and we're going to read the four I'm going to read this and like I said I'm just going to take my time to exegete some of it until I get to where I want get to get to amen amen watch this this is promised to us this is promised. He said to grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion. Zion is God's city filled with God's people. Since you are God's people, we are Zion. You got that? So he's referring to anyone that knows him. He says, I have already granted. I have already given to you consolation and joy on a daily basis. Right. Uh, uh, listen, it's already mine. It's already yours. Go get your territory. Go get your territory. Listen what I'm saying. This is territory that is, have already been given to you, but you got to go get it. All the upper verses, when we talk about territory, we're talking about space in our emotions, in our thinking, in our mind, first off, okay, that God has already said, I have set you free. So watch this. So if you don't have it, it's not God's fault. Which means that we got to work for what has already been given. You don't have to pray for it. You got to believe God for it. Listen, faith takes work. Faith isn't easy. You got to plant that seed and water it. You got to work it. And, and, and many of us, we want something right now and don't have to pay a cost for it. Listen, for anything good, you got to work for. Salvation is free, but the blessings, you got to build your faith. And faith doesn't come easy. Hallelujah. But guess what? God has given you a seed of faith. It's already in you. Y'all with me? Don't get quiet on me. Watch this. To give them an ornament. An ornament is a, a garland. Is a denim is like a crown. He said, I have placed a beautiful crown on you. And, that, and it's going to come out of where Satan has tried to destroy you. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. Your beauty, your beauty, where you're going to help people is from where you've been hurt. God is actually going to use your mess that he delivered you from to bless somebody else. Listen, if you haven't been through nothing, you don't have a testimony. If you haven't been through any sorrow, you can't tell me God delivered you. It's where he brought you from, and now you're walking in deliverance. You should not be ashamed of your past. You ought to give glory that I used to do that. I used to be that. Yes, that happened to me. But Jesus came and delivered me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Let me walk through this. Listen, listen. He says, he says, he says, he says, the oil of joy. Oil means that there should be an essence, a flavor on you. When people meet you, they sense that you have an essence of joy. How can I say this? You should not be a negative, um, 
people don't want to be around you. Uh, sad, miserable Christian. <laughs> don't act like there's not some. Don't act like... Because what's this? He said, because what I gave you is yours if you want it. Y'all see this? Now, I know what the world is doing. I know, but, but listen, our source is not from the world. Listen, I don't expect nothing from Satan. Except from he's going to throw junk at me. So why should I receive the junk he's throwing at me? He may throw it at me, but I ain't staying there long. He may get me for a moment, but I know how to come back up. Listen, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, praise God till you're on the right side of the bed. Your mouth is your weapon. What comes out of your mouth? Listen, I told we was sitting in the office in the ministers, and this is what's up. Whatever you are looking at, you take on. As a young boy, I looked at the thugs, the gangsters that was two doors down from our house. That's what I wanted to be. I idolized them, and I became that. I became what I was looking at. What you looking at? And when you're not looking at Jesus, how you expect to become like him? Your eyes set what you're going to become. Listen, I don't care if it's mama. If mama not reflecting Jesus, quit looking at mama. If daddy's not reflecting Jesus, quit looking at daddy. Because you actually become what you're looking at. He said, what's this? I have given you the oil instead of morning. He said, I know where you live. Matter of fact, I planted you there. But what sets you apart is that you got me on the inside. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I said, he says, I have given you a garment. I have placed something around you that will enable you to express praise. Listen, for some of us, to get you to praise is like pulling teeth. <laughs> because we think it don't mean nothing. But apparently it means something to God. Matter of fact, he said, I gave it to you. So watch this. If God gave it to us, then to not praise means that Satan is trying to keep us from praising him because Satan knows that if you start praising him, you're going to shake some things off. And don't tell me you're too dignified because if you win a million dollars, why'd you tear up everything? And then the, the God who created all the universe is in our presence? And you could dignify to open up the mouth that he made and gave you? I mean, hold on. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just letting you know, how you think God feels when he made you and you won't open up your mouth? Well, why would he give us what he has for us when we don't even have the decency <laughs> to give him what he deserves? Why should he give us what we don't deserve when we don't give him what he does deserve? Ain't that? I mean, y'all with me? Y'all see that? Matter of fact, he said, I'm the one that enabled you to praise me. Matter of fact, I gave it to you. And said, and don't worry about how any else prays. I gave you your own praise. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Don't worry that, that they don't understand your praise. They don't 
know your story. They don't know your story. They don't know what, how I've been with you. <laughs> Let's go. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Instead of, he said, watch this. He said, instead of the heavy burden of falling sick. You know what I think? This is what I think. I think that, that, when, when, that the heavy falling, heavy spirit is from, matter of fact, I know it's from the devil. I know it's from the devil. I know it's from the spirit of this world. So I said, that's in the natural. But God's not asking us to be in the natural. He's asking us to walk in the supernatural. Listen, he has come to make his abode in us. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit abide in us. You mean all of that is in us? We, he came to tabernacle with us. He's trying to get us back to Genesis chapter 2 where Adam and Eve would, 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 would walk with him in the cool of the day and he would enjoy them and they would enjoy him. Listen, that's what this thing is all about. God is trying to move everything out of the way and say, I want this to be personal. I, I want you to enjoy me and let me enjoy you. And here you are looking at everything else but me. Next spirit. Next verse. Listen, I said next spirit. Next verse. <laughs> they are called oaks of righteousness. Listen, he's describing us. I have made you lofty. I've made you strong. I've made you magnificent. I've made you distinguished for upright. I've made you, I have made you right standing with God. Every Christian house said, that's me. That's me. Listen, I'm not asking you if you feel like it. I'm telling you that's what he says you are. He's not, I'm not even asking you whether you are walking in it. I'm telling you in your spirit, man, that's what's in you. I'm not saying you have to achieve, achieve it. No, I'm telling you in your spirit, man, he has already placed this in you. Now watch this. He said, in order to be called it means that you are manifesting who you are. Let, let, me, let, me, let me debunk some stuff. That's not me. You, I, I, no, that's not me. You don't know who you are. You don't know what's in your spirit. I never thought I was going to preach till he called me to preach. I never thought I was going to start organizations until we started organizations. I never thought I was going to write. English was my worst subject. Math was my best subject. I was a thug in school. I was a thug that was good in math. There's classes I didn't even, I walked in, if I didn't like the people in the class, I didn't go back. Somebody said hard-headed. <laughs> you know, I made the grades when I wanted to. That was after I had to. Got a report card, D, D, F, F, F. I said, I got to do better than this. I do want to graduate. <laughs> oh, me preach? You don't know what's in you till God start working in your spirit and start pulling out stuff that you never thought was in you. Don't ever say what you're not. You don't know who you are. Don't ever say that's not me. You don't know, you don't know that. It wasn't because you've never done that. Because you never stretch out in that. What's in your spirit, God has to reveal to you. Don't look at your flesh. Look at your spirit, man. Let me go on. I know this deep. Oh, we haven't even got deep yet. Oh, we're going to get deeper than this. That's it. That's it. You are already in right standing. The planning of the love. This trips me out. You mean you planted me in trouble? 
You planted me in this function. You planted me knowing that was going to happen. You planted me where my heart was broken. You planted me where I was abused. You planted me there. He planted David. He planted. He planted David in a family that didn't like him. He planted Joseph, the baby of brothers, and he knew that they were going to throw him in. Listen, God gets more glory by lifting you from low places. The lower you are, the higher he can lift you. I am convinced God don't need your intelligence. He don't need your, 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 your creativity. God can take a donkey and make it preach better that would blow me away. It's his power. It's his anointing. It's dependency on him. And anything we got, he gave it anyway. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen. He said, watch this. So that he may be glorified. Listen, human effort don't glorify God. Can I say that? Again, in the church, you know what? Sometimes what we do, it, we do it by human effort. So therefore, what happens is we get the glory. And I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. It stinks in God's nostrils. Because if the spirit is not doing it, the flesh is doing it. Let me, let, I'm, I'm, I'm about, I'm almost done. Let's get to the exciting part. Mark 5, chapter 5. Let us take us back. Remember I told you, because, hold on, next, hold on, don't go there yet. Stop. I love the media people. I don't know why they put up with me. Okay? I tell them to do something. I go back and do something else. And they just love me. Hey, my nephew. What's up, nephew? <laughs> love you, man. <laughs> Next verse in this. Because all that we dealt with so far is on the inside of us. But this verse deals with us going back and healing people around us, even the next generation. Y'all see that? See, it's only when he works in you can you go back and work for him. Ah, oh, shut your mouth. You can't deliver nobody from something you haven't been delivered from. If we are still in our mess, the only thing you got to give is mess. You are only as effective as, as how much you've been delivered. So, so your deliverance in our thinking and how we process and, and our love for God is so important because that limits our, it increases the glory that is on us. We are ineffective in ourselves. We are a vessel God wants to flow through, but God has to get some stuff out of us in order to flow through us because as long as it's us in the way, they don't see him, they see us. Want me to prove it? Let's prove it. Mark chapter 5. Y'all remember the man. He is, he got this whole area terrorized. Matter of fact, there's two of them, but in our story, only one of them makes his way to Jesus. You know what's so amazing to me? Mark chapter 5, verse 5. You know, you know what's so amazing to me is that here he has legions of demons that is somewhere between 3,000 and 6,000 demons, and they can't stop him from making his way to Jesus. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Somebody didn't hear me. You can't tell me that you can't get to Jesus. 
You can't tell me that if you want him bad enough that your situation is, is hindering you from getting to him. Listen, here he is full of hell. But when Jesus shows up, he sees him from a long distance and he makes the demons. Listen, do you think the demons are running to Jesus? No, this man said, there go my deliverance. There go my help. There go the one that can do it. Listen, you got to want Jesus bad enough that you leave anybody to get to the Lord. Listen, you can't let nobody. I don't care if they talking about you in row 18. Move to row 15. You got to get to the place. You know why you here. So what? Somebody rolled their eyes at you. They rolled their eyes at me every week I preach. I'm still here. I'm still preaching. Some preachers close their eyes. I'm not going to close my eyes. When you roll your eyes, it make me preach harder. Oh, yes, it does. Go ahead, roll your eyes. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know the word of God is effective. You can't, listen, 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 listen. You got to know why you're here. And you got an expectation. This man pushed. To listen, they were in his mind. They was in his emotion. They were saying, no, don't go to him. No, they're going to talk about you. You see those other men with him? Don't go. Look what he did. He didn't walk. He ran. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He didn't stand there. He got down and humbled himself and said, it's not my mama, it's not my mother, it's not my daddy, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer until you quit thinking about other folks. See, see, when you sitting here and you judging everybody else, You're not getting what you need. Uh, see, 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 I don't got time to look at you. I need to hear a word for the Lord for me. I, I need to hear what he got to say. I need encouragement for me. I need, God, 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 God speaks to me. Uh, he ran. Listen, you... Lord, help me to say this in the right way. Sometimes you got to bring your cuteness down a little bit. <laughs> cuteness is stopping your blessing. <laughs> when you worry about how other people see you, it's getting in the way of Jesus seeing you. No, it's getting in the way of you seeing Jesus. What's this? It was a distance. Listen, he pushed his way through. He said, I know, Lord, can't nobody help me but you. See, you may not know this. Hold on, just let me get personal. Let me whisper this in your ear, okay? Can't nobody help you but Jesus. <laughs> That's, that's an act of worship, y'all. That's an act of worship. Worship will get you where no, nothing else can take you. <laughs> worship will get you blessings that nothing else will get you. See, we think it's work. No, it's worship. <laughs> it's when you get in his presence. I said, and praise leads to worship. 
So you just can't step into worship because worship requires the flesh to sit down. So, so open up your mouth and praise will make your flesh begin to sit down so your spirit can pop up. See, you got to stir up your spirit with praise. You know, you can't tell me you can watch TV and just get into worship. No, you better stop off with praise. Notice it. Come into the, through the courtyard. Come into with praise and thanksgiving. Listen, that's praise. That's not worship. But, but as you pray, it gets you closer to his presence. And where you need to be is his presence. Where he want us to be is his presence. Move on, move on. Let me, let me get through this. And he shouted at the top of the voice. Now I said, now the demons took over. He said, what do you want with us, Jesus, son of the most high God? The demons know who he is. Swear to God that you won't torture me. Listen, the demons know they are defeated. They know they're going to the lake of fire. They already know. He said, said, please swear to me it's not time yet. Matter of fact, can, can, I, can, can I share with you just a little bit? There are some demons that are so terrible, they are bound already. They have so much power, they are bound. In the book of Revelation, when the church is out of here, they are released. I'm just saying, I can go deeper, but we ain't going no deeper. We're going to leave it right there. <laughs> and Jesus said and called him to come out of the man, you evil spirit. Move on up. And Jesus asked, what is your name? He said, my name is Legions, for we are many. A legion is somewhere between 3,000 and 6,000. Move on up. Next verse. And he begged. Hold on. Hold on. Go back. And he begged Jesus again and again, do not send us out of terror. Watch this. He knew he could not stay within the man. You know why? The man worshiped. Do y'all get the connection? This man humbled himself under the mighty hand of God. And he completely gave himself over. And the demon said, our hold over him has been broken. Can I, can, can I share with you? Because we are the church, and Ephesians chapter 2 says that we sit in heavenly places, our heavenly spare, our heavenly realm, the devil power over us has already been broken. Colossians chapter 2 said that the principalities have been broken, that their power has been broken. Ephesians chapter 6 says, be strong in his might. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, power, power in high places. We talk about territory, but he's telling the church, you already have won. Listen, he said, and what he's saying is, go get what is yours. You know where it starts? Here. It starts in our own thinking. It starts here. You know, we bring too much in the world into our thinking, and we don't believe the word of God. Let let me explain. Let me explain. explain. The young man who just forgave this girl, and then on Facebook, a lot of Christians were saying, he shouldn't have done that. And I'm sure there's some here who don't understand the dramatic of it. God gave up, forgave us. Forgiveness is supernatural. I felt the Holy Spirit all in this thing. When he did that, listen, we're not talking about judges, judgment. We're talking about forgiveness. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Forgiveness and judgment is two different things. Listen, none of us, uh, we, none of us deserve forgiveness. But if you don't forgive the person that has hurt you, then you are in bondage. I don't care how mad you are at somebody, you being mad 
is not hurting them. It's hurting you. Satan got you all locked up. This young man, I watched him in an interview. This is what he said. He said, God processed me quicker than he all processed others. And some people was processed faster than me. You know what he said? God took me through it. God enabled me to it. They said, well, why did you hug her? He said, forgiveness is just words. I wanted her to feel it. Oh, did you see her run to him? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If God did not love you, because scripture said, while we was yet sinners, he committed his love towards us. We need to get biblical about what's going on. Listen, God never said there's going to be justice down here in this area of the world. Matter of fact, he said we're living in perilous times. These things shall happen, and we as Christians need to stand. That's what it's about. We ought to be saving folks. The world's going to get worse and worse, and if you are basing your faith on how the world acts, you basing your faith on the wrong thing. You need to get in the Word so you can prepare yourself for the stuff that is coming because it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. How I know? Because it's prophesied in 2 Timothy chapter 3. So if God said it, I believe it. But guess what? I'm going to try to save as many people as I can. What's our agenda? I'm not saying don't fight for justice, but wait a minute, salvation is number one. You're not going to save people's hearts until, you know what? I said to myself, I don't know if I could have did that. His walk with the Lord is deep, and he's only 18. And his mom said, I don't agree with him hugging her, but he said, he always been different. <laughs> Hallelujah! 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 Listen, being full of Jesus will make you different. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. See, hold on. God is looking at our heart. And if our heart is evil, even if what we do is evil, even though we try to make it look good, what's your motive? It's your motive he's looking at. And we can do good things with a wrong motive, and God says, take it off the table. The hardest thing to do is give God our hearts. But you know the one thing He wants is your heart. <laughs> oh, listen. Don't let us go out the area. We got control here. Next verse. Watch this. I'm gonna run through it. I'm almost finished. And the herd of pigs feeding on the nearby hillside. Next verse. And the demon begged Jesus, sit us into those pigs and allow us to go into them. Because we're going to act them act crazy too. <laughs> They're going to be all up in the cemetery. <laughs> okay, come on. And he gave them permission. Evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. And a herd was about 2,000 in number, rushed down the hill into the bank of the lake and was drowned. Now, my question is, is this. It's not the demons that made them jump. It was the pig saying, hell no. <laughs> oh, yes, they did. Oh, yes, they did. They said, hell to the dog. <laughs> I'd rather be dead than to have you with me. You know? 
My question is, why do we put up with the hell that we don't have to? And the pigs wouldn't put up with it. Look, the demons wanted them. They can't inhabit something that did, so the demons didn't make them jump. The pigs said, hell no, and jumped. Not here. Not here. What's this? They jump. Next verse. I want you to see this. And those attending the pigs ran off and reported in the town, the countryside, and the people went to see what happened. The countryside came. The territory came. And I said, and, 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 then, and they came to Jesus, and they saw the man possessed with leaving, sitting there, dressed in his right mind. Now I said, the devil had his mind. Went into his emotions and got into his body. But it started with his mind. Listen, listen, listen. Wrong thinking on any level is wrong thinking. Bondage on any level is, you know, and Satan will make it sound good too. I was born this way. Where everybody else is doing it. I mean, I mean, and, and, and we as Christians buy into the logic of it because we don't understand. They're speaking in the natural, God speaking in the spiritual. And God said, I don't want you to walk in the natural anyway. I want you to walk in your born again person that is after my image. So the question is, which one are you walking in? That's what the question is. Is that whether you were born this way or not? You've been born again. Your born again person been born again. So who, so, so okay, but you've been born again, and you being born again is going to do what the word of God says. But if you're in the natural, you're not going to do what God said. But you've been born again. And that's, and that's from any little thing to any big thing. Is, is, am I walking in the spirit? Am I walking in the new man? Are you walking in the new lady? Who well, you know what? And as a Christian, you got a choice. It's surrendering. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Because I know y'all getting tired of me. I know y'all tired of me, but y'all going to be tired of me just a little bit longer. Okay, what's that? What's that? What's that? Sitting there, what's that? he's dressed. Now, don't get freaked out about this. The disciples walked with Jesus, and they went in a different town. They had changes of clothes. Disciples followed the rabbis all over. They left home. So, of course, if you're going to leave home, if you're going to Hawaii, are you going to go just what you got on? You're going to take some changes. So, if they're going throughout all Judea and Israel, don't you think they have changes of clothes? So, Peter, take one of your clothes set and put it on and give it to him. He's sitting there in his right mind. Now, this freaks me out. And the people who should have been happy was afraid. Sometimes you are afraid of change. So you stay in your dysfunction. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me just, can I go here just for a second? Don't think that your family and friends will be, will be happy and you're growing in Jesus. See, if this man got right, they can't talk about him no more. With him now being right, it brings conviction on everybody else. There's a theologian that says this. He said, okay, well, Jesus should have not killed all those pigs. That was a lot of ribs. <laughs> The economics of this place. <laughs> the economics of this place. I'm serious. 
Sarah. Critics, people who crit who criticize this says Jesus was, he didn't, you know, that was their economics. But can I share something with you? These people is either Jewish or a mixture of Jewish, what they doing with pigs anyway. Jews don't deal with pigs. But you know what this is showing us? How a little bit of compromise. I told y'all it was going to get deep. A little bit of compromise will make you get comfortable that when Jesus showed up, shows up, you ask him to leave. Hold on, that's the next verse. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Come on, come on. Next verse. Then the people begin to plead with Jesus, leave our region. Leave our territory. You too much. There are areas we don't want him in. There's things we don't want him to touch. There's doors we got, we got closed and, and bolted, and we won't let Jesus in. And when he comes knocking, we say, Jesus, will you please leave? Wow. Well, I says, okay, let's go up. Let's go up. Let me go on. And when Jesus getting into the boat, the man that was demon-possessed said, let me go with you. I'm sold out for you. I want to go with you. Next verse. And Jesus said, did not let him go, but said, go home. Go back into the territory that the same demons used to terrorize this area. They don't want me, but I'm sending you. <laughs> y'all, y'all see the picture? Y'all see? Now, now we're still dealing with territory. Now, listen, they said we don't want you, but Jesus said, but, but these are your people. These are, these, are, these are your relatives. So I said, I'm sending you back and tell how much the Lord has done for you and, and how he has mercy on you. So guess what? Listen, he can't send you back like you was. He got to send you back once he has done work on you. Oh, uh, y'all don't hear me. Okay, next verse, then I'm done. I said, so the man went away and began to tell in the capitalists how much Jesus had done for him. Now notice, that's the territory that the demons had under control. Y'all get it now. So now, this man is going back, and what Jesus is saying is, that's your territory. That's your region. I have set you over what the demons had used you. Now, I'm sending you back, and now I have given you power to make a difference where you came from. Now, this whole region is yours. Now, all you need to do is go back and be what I tell you to be and tell the story of why you in your right mind. Tell them why you don't act the way you used to act, why you don't do what you used to do, and you be what I believe you to be and watch and see what happens. So you don't need to come with me because I have already done enough work with you. I'm sending the Holy Spirit on you. You go back and you tell them that you met Jesus. And when you met Jesus, everything changed. Let them watch you. Let them talk with you. Let them eye you. Let them spy on you. But you keep on being what I tell you to be. And then you, by you being what I made you to be, is going to take over the territory. Where's your territory? Where's your territory? Notice he said, first go to your family. Then go to your friends. Then when they start talking, other people are going to come see you. 
and you tell them what the Lord has done for you. Listen, keep walking in it. Keep sharing it. Keep on being what God has called you to be. Wait a minute. And all the people. You know, and I'm done. But I got to tell you that between, you know, first service and eight o'clock back there and you know what God said to me? Tracy. I said, yes, Lord. He said, that's your story. I said, say what? He said, that's, that, that's your story. He said, people who knew you then can't believe that you are what you are now. He said, people who know your reputation, who knew what you used to do and all this stuff, they said, now, they, they, some people came by here when I started begin to see if I really was preaching. The police officer went back to the station, and what he said to me is that he would say, man, I'm concerned about you getting here so early by yourself. So he asked another officer that used to, no, he said, they ain't going to mess with Tracy. He said, why not? He said, Tracy Street, they ain't going to mess with Tracy. That's someone who grew up with me. Kenny grew up with me. Kenny, I don't know why he said this in front of the other minister. He said, man, I'm still scared of you. You ain't scared of me. Okay? Listen. 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 God wants to make such a transformation on the inside that it shows up on the outside that nobody can deny that God did it. There ought to be that people have to say about you. Even people that don't like you. Even people who talk about you. It should be that there should be such a inward transformation that people say, God must have did his thing. That must be a God thing. See, even people got to praise God when they see what God has done with you. People would say, I don't know about this God, but I know you're not the same person I used to know. I know you don't act the same. You don't talk the same. You don't go where you used to go. There's been a change. There's been a change in you. Listen, when folks say that, just don't take that. Say, I know a man named Jesus. I met Jesus, and he made the difference in my life. Listen, that's why God saved you. That's why he changed you. That's why he lifted you. He wants your life to be a testimony. You have power when you let him do what he want to do. You would change your family. Oh, 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 they may not see it right away, but wait on it. Keep on walking it out. Keep on talking it out. Keep on praising. Keep on praying. God is able. God is able. God is able. God is able. Look what he did. I think his family got saved. I think his friends got saved. As a matter of fact, I know there was a church in that area because the Bible speaks of a church in that area. Maybe he became the first pastor. Who would have ever thought Who would have ever thought? Listen, you, me, but God had a plan all the time. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The devil tried to take you out, 
But God had a plan all the time. If it wasn't for the hand of Jesus, you would have been dead a long time ago. But he had a plan. But he had a plan. Say, he got a plan for me. He got a plan for me. He has a plan for you that is beyond you. But you got to trust him. You got to believe him. If if God can do that for him, (laughs) how much more? How much more? How much more? can he do for you? You know what I realize? The more you surrender, the more he lifts. We control the lift. Mm. (laughs) You get that? Because he can't trust you unless you surrender. But the more you surrender, the more he... Then the more you surrender, the more he... The more you surrender, the more he... The more you surrender, the more he... Guess what? You control your own glory. (laughs) You control your own glory by how you surrender. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. Today, you need to know Jesus. You need him to become Lord in your life. And watch this. He's not waiting on you to get right because he's the only one that can make you right. That's why he died on Calvary. That's why he got up with all power in his hands. You are loved by him. And simply because he is good, he loves you and he wants to save you. Period. Period. Because he is good. He loves you and wants to save you. Period. Period. But you got to come get it. You got to come receive it. You got to tell the devil, today, today, I'm going to get what is mine. Today, I'm giving it over to him. Justin, young lady coming to go get her. Go get her. Listen, he'll come get you. He'll come love on you. He'll come deliver you. Today is your day. Go get the young lady. Go get her. Go get her. Go get her. Put your arms around her. Well, no, that's what God does. That's what he does. He'll come get you. Today. Today, if you're here, come on, come on.